In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright, here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. All right. Welcome. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is a pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be a really fantastic show. I'll be introducing my guests shortly, and I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. It will be terrific. I do want to take just a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I do this every single week. I shared this thought a few weeks ago, and I wanted to share it again because I feel like it is really, really critical to achieving success. I have had several guests on this show who have talked about the importance of having a coach or a mentor. This is a really important principle for a variety of reasons. For one, all great champions in any field have a coach to guide them on their journey. Very often, when we are in the middle of our situation, a coach may see some things that may seem perfectly obvious to an outsider, but not so obvious to us as we are in the middle of everything. As a result, we can make subtle adjustments to what we are doing, and it can make a big difference. Another reason is that a coach can see our blind spots. If you think about driving a car, you have a pretty good view of what's in front of you, and you can look in the rear view mirror to see what is behind you. You can also look side to side. However, there is that blind spot area that is very difficult to see as we turn behind us to the right or to the left. A good coach will help us see what is there. Ideally, your coach should be someone who has been through the trenches and has been on the journey that you are currently on. Occasionally, people ask me to coach them, and I'm always happy to schedule a time to talk and see if it makes sense for both of us. If you've been thinking about getting a coach or a mentor, you can always email me at brian, B-R-I-A-N, at briankwright.com. Once again, that's brian at briankwright.com. I'll be glad to interact with you and see if it's a match. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. My guest this week is Martin Pressey. Let me tell you a little bit about him. Martin is an award-winning keynote speaker from Alberta, Canada, right next to the majestic Rocky Mountains. It, it, was, it was while growing up in a bilingual community in southern Quebec that Martin developed a passion for speaking and entertainment. First came Elvis impersonations for his family, and eventually some acting lessons in Montreal while in university. In August of 2008, Martin entered Toastmasters International World Championship of Public Speaking and finished in the top 10 out of 30,000 contestants from around the world. Martin has not stopped speaking since then. Today, he travels across North America, presenting keynote speeches and comedy stage hypnosis shows. Martin is also one of Canada's top speaking coaches, helping individuals improve their speaking and presentation skills. For more information, visit his website at www.martinpressy.com for info. And that is spelled M-A-R-T-I-N-P-R-E-S-S-E, www.martinpressy.com. With all this in mind, let me share and uh, introduce my very special guest, Martin Pressey. Martin, are you there? Hey, Brian. How are you? Good to be here. 
Yeah, it's fantastic to have you on the show. Welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I appreciate you being no, it's my pleasure. Here. Awesome. Well, what I do with every guest that I have is I ask them to tell us how they got started. So let's talk about your background. What got you from where you were to where you are now, and what was that journey like, and what did you learn along the way? Well, the journey started, oh, a long, long time ago. I would say I was about nine or ten years old when I first started speaking. And uh, I have a little bit of a story there, but uh, it was basically at at an awards banquet, and I realized that um, the MC wanted someone to tell a joke, and I went up and I told a joke. And it was just, you know, just a fun experience for a little man to go through, and I thought, wow, you know, I could do this. (laughs) I could do a lot more of it if I, you know, if I got the chance. And um, that's how it started. But uh, seriously started speaking, I would say, about 10 years ago when I saw a comedy hypnosis show. And uh, it was a fun experience. Everybody really enjoyed it. It was a fun time. We talked about it for hours afterwards. And I thought, hey, you know what? I I would like to do that. I would like to be up on that stage and, and entertain people like that fellow had done. And that's how it all started. And so that first year I committed to doing, I would think, uh, I think I committed to doing 12 shows. I thought if I could just do one a month, um, that would be a lot of fun. And so I did. I did 12 shows that first month, or that first year rather. And then it just progressed. I just kept doing more and more shows. And in 2008, like you said, I competed in uh, Toastmasters International World Championships of Public Speaking. And finishing in the top 10 really opened up a lot of doors. Uh, the phone rang, and, and I really focused on making myself available and, and marketing myself as a speaker, as an entertainer, and uh, that's how the whole thing began. Wow. That's really great. So tell us yeah. about this Toastmasters competition. A lot of people have heard of Toastmasters, and there is a world championship tournament. That's and like yeah. you said, uh, how, 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 was this the first tournament that you entered, or did you enter a whole bunch of them before you reached this? I entered the. I joined Toastmasters in 2006, and I the first time I entered the competition was in 2007, and I got I think to the quarterfinals, something like that, mm-hmm. and learned a lot, met a really a lot of really great people, and it was just it was a fun experience, and I knew that uh, the day that I lost in the quarterfinals, that I would compete again the following year, but that I would take it a lot more seriously, that I would get some coaching, and I'm really glad that you mentioned coaching. I, I love that you mentioned mentoring because. It, it, it's so important. Yes. It makes all the difference in the world. And throughout the whole um, next year, prior to the contest starting again, I got a lot of coaching. Uh, I flew uh, to Baltimore. I flew to Dallas. And uh, I, I was very, very serious about working with the best speakers on the planet that I felt that, first of all, that I could afford, but yes. that were very good at what they did. And so, uh, and, and here's how the contest works. It's, uh, it's basically a series of six competitions that are held throughout the world. And uh, so, you, you know, you start with your little club, and then the, geographically it, 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 you go to an area contest and a division contest. And each contest is geographically larger than the one before it. So right. eventually you wind up at the world championships with the final 10 speakers uh, mm-hmm. from the original 30,000 that started the contest. Wow. And that subject interests me in particular because in high school and in college, I spoke competitively as well. So I completely identify with what you're talking about because yeah. you, you have your circuit all year long and, and your, your goal is to qualify for the national tournament, which I was able to do. And uh, it was an amazing, great experience. And, and, and like you, I figured out, you know, I could really do something with this in my career. 
and I feel like it has contributed enormously uh, yeah. to my career. It's one of the reasons why I'm doing my show is because I thought, you know, I can do this and I have something to share. And I'm sure you felt the same way. Yeah, exactly. I had stories to share. I had. Uh, I felt that you know, if I could help somebody, it would be great. If I could help an entire audience, it would be even better. And it was, you know, when you have a passion to do something, um, it tends to come naturally. You know, you don't mind the hard work. Uh, hard work is just hard work if you don't like doing it. So I, yeah. I, I love every minute of the, that I get up on stage and, and all the preparation that goes behind it. Yeah, that's great. So let's talk a little bit about the comedy hypnosis aspect of it. You, you, in your bio, that is part of your thing. And, and in your book, which we will talk about your book and also your new book that's coming out. So we'll definitely talk about all of that too. But let's talk about comedy hypnosis. I mean, those are two <laughs> elements that I guess go together pretty well if you start to imagine it a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, so what the show is, what I, what I do with my show is it's all about motivation. And okay. so we do a lot of colleges, a lot of high schools. We do a lot of fundraising uh, events, uh, community events, summer festivals, that kind of thing. And so I, I thought, you know, uh, if we could have just some, some fun up on stage and, and make sure that when people come to the show, they go home and they go, that was just good, clean fun. Yeah. Uh, and it was also inspiring and motivating. And really, that's what I wanted, uh, to have an inspiring motivating type show that people would remember and talk about for days and days afterwards. And so, you know, if you can have a little fun doing that, uh, it's excellent. And people will ask you back over and over again. Yeah, that's great. So do you, do you, how, how did you learn how to do hypnosis? Okay, that's a good one. Um, so after seeing my, my first show, I talked to the hypnotist. And I said, so, you know, how does this work? What's the deal with that? And so I went to see basically a couple hundred shows and I really believe this, that if you, uh, this is a Tony Robbins thing, that if you imitate the behavior, you'll get the same results. So when I was watching these other hypnotists, I would do this basically the same thing. I ran the same routines, and I tried to talk in the same way and move around in the same way and use my body in, it in the same way. And I read some, you know, obviously some books and magazines and whatnot, and videos. And, uh, so I tried to educate myself as much as I could as to how this worked and how I could get people to perform on stage under hypnosis. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, so what kind of I don't want to give away too many secrets, but yeah, no. basically there, there's a there's a method to it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. No, don't want to give away too many secrets. We want people <laughs> to hire you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But I mean, obviously, I mean, when, when you have someone hypnotized, you can you know you could probably make people do an awful lot of stuff. Some of it, which is you know good, clean fun, and some which is not. I know that you have boundaries. But what I mean, if, if do you have one one story of a particular show? We've got just under two minutes to the first break. Do you have a favorite story of of a of a show that you did? Oh, we have so many great events. Uh, yeah, I remember uh, we were doing a show, and I had just started. And to be honest with you, I was still wondering what was going up on that stage and, and why things were happening so in the way that they were happening. Uh, but we were doing a show for high school, and this young fellow, I told him that he was Shania Twain and that he had all the confidence and enthusiasm and, and uh, courage to, to be one of the world's greatest singers. And he got up there, and he performed, and he sang this beautiful Shania Twain song. Uh, she's a you know, country superstar. Right. Performed it, and it was beautiful. It was perfect. And afterwards, his mom came up to me, and she said, he's the, shy, the shyest, most quiet boy you'll ever meet. He just does not have that in him to behave uh. that way. And it was it was really overwhelming for her because you know she felt that her son really lacked self esteem and there he was up on stage performing for three hundred people who got up by the way on their hands I mean uh, up on their feet within seconds were cheer cheering for this kid to to perform and really do well and he did it was amazing so that was the first time that I thought wow there's something wow. going on here this this is really magical this was incredible. 
That's great. We have just a few seconds left, but when someone right. comes out uh, comes out of being hypnose, hypnotized, do they remember? I mean, does this guy remember having performed and enjoying Absolutely. And all of that? Yeah, it's it's a lot like driving down a highway. Uh, you may okay. not remember, you know, the, the, the 200 miles that you drove, but mm-hmm. if you think about it, you will remember just about, you know, every mile of the road. You won't, mm-hmm. remember, you won't remember exactly the detail, but you'll remember every time that you pass through and that kind of thing. So hypnosis right. is the same thing. You may not remember exactly at that moment what you did, but over mm-hmm. time, sure, it, it absolutely comes back to you. That sounds great. And we are coming up against our first break. My very special guest this week is Martin Pressey, who is uh, an international award-winning keynote speaker from Canada. And we will be right back. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life this is success profiles radio and we'll be back with more right after these on the rockstar radio network did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free smartguy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. At Solave, we think a person's voice is the most powerful form of marketing, so that's what we want to invest in. While other companies spend billions on traditional marketing, we reward you for sharing Solave with your connections. We began with a simple idea. A single relationship has the power to make life better for many people. We took this idea and turned it into a company that can make commerce less expensive and even profitable for everyone. We started with mobile phone service because it's something all of us already use and it's the technology connecting us every day. We put you in charge of what you pay for mobile service. And simply making the switch to Solave is the first step to spending less. $49 a month for unlimited voice, text, and data. But it gets even better. You can earn money just for sharing Solave with others. As your network of connections grows, both through your actions and the actions of each person who joins because of you, you can quickly be paying nothing for your mobile service and even make a profit every month. Visit us online at www.social-commerce-now.com to learn more and join the Solave revolution. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. 
Hello, and we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. I am your host, Brian K. Wright, and my very special guest this week is Martin Pressey, who is an award-winning keynote speaker. And he wrote a book called The Booyah Guide to Great Public Speaking, Learn to Speak and Present Like the Pros. And I'd like to talk about some of the things that uh, you discussed in that book, Martin. First of all, what I'd love to talk about is the importance of developing public speaking skills and how that can help us in our careers and in our personal lives. Well, that is a, that's a great question. Uh, everything that you do, I really believe it's everything that you do in this life, you are selling. You're selling an idea. You're selling yourself. You're selling a product, a philosophy, uh, a way of doing business. You're selling your leadership skills. Uh, you're trying to promote yourself. Uh, you're trying to promote others. And so imagine if you had the confidence to constantly be able to stand up at any moment and speak effortlessly. Uh, with confidence, with enthusiasm, and I call it the booyah spirit, speaking with booyah. That just means that you're confident. You know, you know who you are, you know how to speak, and you are confident in any situation to get up and get your message across. So, uh, that, I mean, public speaking is so important. And I wish, I really wish we taught this in schools much, much more than we do. I don't think we do that enough. I, I see so many kids and I've seen them you know, I've interviewed people who just crumble during, uh, you know, job interview pro- uh, the job interview process, and they they just don't feel like they have something of value to say. They don't have the confidence to say it. They don't know how to say it. Uh, yeah. And I can tell you, you know, just from my own background, uh, you know, growing up and going to many job interviews, uh, I was always told that technically I was never the strongest person in the room uh, when it because my background is with uh, information technology, you know, using computers. Yes. Um, and I was told that over and over, over again. I, I didn't have the certifications. I didn't have the, the technical expertise. But I always got the job because of the way that I communicated in the interview. Uh, I had several managers say, we just felt that we could work with you. Even if you didn't have the technical skills, we yeah. knew that we could teach you because we could communicate with you. So That's great. Speaking yeah. is so important. Yeah, and one thing I've always said is you can always teach someone how to do something, but you can't teach them how to have a good personality. That's something that you develop along your entire life, and you, you can't fix that in 10 or 15 minutes. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, you can't yeah. teach that. No, exactly. So you can teach public speaking skills. <laughs> exactly. You can definitely teach public speaking skills, and you've been doing that for quite a long time too, right? Yeah, I started right. seriously uh, 2008 is when I really developed uh, a system, yeah. Yeah, that's great. And again, I completely resonate with this subject because I taught at a small uh, business college. I taught public speaking and English composition and also a little business math. And, and the whole thing was I had to teach required courses, in other words, courses that no one wanted to take. And so it was incumbent upon me to make it fun and interesting. And I'm sure you feel the same burden, too, when you were teaching. Is that right? Oh, absolutely. When I started teaching, um, I, when I started in with, uh, working with computers and teaching computers was actually teaching adults. And, uh, yeah, I made sure that every class was a lot of fun, that there was a lot of laughs, that we shared stories. And uh, I think that's where I really noticed, okay, how to connect. You know, if you're going to connect with your audience, you know, there's probably a few things that a person can do consistently that audiences will will remember and say, hey, you know what, that was fun, and I'd hire him again. And, you know, what what worked for me was, you know, telling stories, uh, being funny, using humor. Uh, and using personal stories too, uh, what I went through, what I learned. Never, never being the hero, but always telling people, this is how I learned this lesson. Never putting myself on that pedestal. And you know, that is so important. And I've heard other uh, speakers and coaches say the same thing. If you can learn to, and I don't want to say self-deprecating, 
But if you look like the hero and present yourself as the hero, no one wants to believe you. And quite honestly, no one wants to like you or trust you. But if yeah. you make them feel like you are just like them, then there is that, you know, there's that, that connection right there. Well, absolutely. But the, here's the thing. We all know that. But why is it that so few speakers do it? Uh, I, see, I see this time and time again. They take the stage and it's just all about them. How great they are, how many books they've written, and you know how much money they've made, and the beautiful wife or the beautiful mansion, and it's I, I, me, me, I the whole time without telling us. Well, how did you get there? You must have gone through a learning process, right? Uh, and I think, I think it's it's the most common mistake. It's the biggest mistake, and it's the mistake that a lot of speakers wonder: Why aren't I getting hired back? You know, why are my sales so low? Why am I making so little money? And, and, and that's when I get hired, fortunately. And, you know, because I've learned those lessons that you can't. And I really, I, I really do think that you use the right word. You know, it's self-depreciating humor. Yeah, exactly. So one reason why, right? yes, one reason why I find that people don't like taking public speaking courses or learning to do that is because they have this enormous fear about being on stage or fear about something going wrong. So let's talk about overcoming stage fright because that's something that you also address in your book. Yeah, a lot, yeah. Uh, obviously, it's the biggest thing, right? People are afraid to get up on that stage, and they're afraid to be looked at. Um, and there's a reason for that. Uh, you know, for whatever reason, people have been told maybe throughout their lifetimes that, you know, it's not good to be the center of attention. I always say, what's wrong with that? Uh, if you have something to offer, be the center of attention. You have something to teach. It. People have something to learn from you. You have a valuable experience. And so it's really not about you. You know, um, I remember once I walked in, I uh, was doing a speech, and it was a small audience, I think like 20 or 30 people, it was tiny, but just as I walked in the room, I ripped my pants down the side, oh. and I, yeah, it was like, you know, three or four inches, not a big rip, but it was still, you know, it didn't look professional, but I remember as I started speaking, I thought, you know what, I can use this as a lesson, it's not yes. about me, yes, my pants are ripped, but this is not about me, it's about the audience, and what can they learn from this? What did I just learn from this? That you know, I need to forget it. I, yeah, sure, my pants are ripped. Not a big deal because my message is more important than the rip in my pants. Yes, so, I went up there and I delivered. That's awesome. And I'll tell you what—that's a really important uh, uh, lesson too. Is it's about the message; it's not about you. And if more uh, people would remember that, then they would have a lot more impact in the world. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. I think people are stuck in their heads. You know, they're they're, they're really into their own little heads. And, uh, the, yeah, that's where the fear is. They, they, they're just focused on themselves. How do I look? How do I sound? Am I sweating? Can they see my knees knocking? Can they see my eyes twitching or my hands fidgeting? You know, ah, I say, that's not it. That's yeah. not it. Now you're, you're too focused on yourself. Uh, yeah. You know, what's your message? What are you there to teach them? Because they're waiting for you. The audience wants you to succeed so badly. They want you yeah. to be great. So, really, that's just positive energy that you, that you can use. Yeah, that's fantastic. So once someone addresses the whole idea of stage fright and remembering that it's not about them and that there is a message, obviously you have to keep audiences interested. They'll they'll forgive you for a mistake, but they won't forgive you for being boring. That's right. Yeah. That's so right. how do you keep audiences interested? Uh, well, I love that. You can't be boring. So uh, how do you to keep them interested? I always tell them personal stories. Uh, people, because the reason they're there is they want to see you. They want to hear you speaking. They want to hear your story. That's why they're there. So why deny the audience uh, that part of you? Uh, so they'll be interested. If you go up there and you tell them the same John F. Kennedy stories and the same Martin Luther King stories that you know we've heard over and over again, that's why they lose interest, because they've heard those stories. They have not, however, 
heard your story. And that's mm-hmm. what they want to hear. So don't be afraid to tell them your story, what you learned, what uh, you overcame, the conflicts that you, uh, the, that you overcame, the fears that you overcame. And from that, they're going to go, wow, this person is just like me. Now, that's the big thing, making the audience think that you are just like them. Now they're connected with you because mm-hmm. they feel like they're a part of you, and that's what you want. You want the yeah. audience to feel like, wow, this person understands me. It's as if he's talking to me. And one of the tools that I use to do that is I use the word you all the time. I don't yeah. say I very much in my speeches. I always say you. What do you think? What would you have done? Where had you been? Where would you have sat? How would you have felt? And then they're like, it's like that. It's like now you're having a conversation with the audience. You're having a dialogue because speaking is not a monologue. It used to be a monologue, but I really think John F. Kennedy turned that around. He started having conversations with his audiences, and it was, it was a beautiful thing to watch is for your speeches. I think we probably have maybe three or four minutes. If this spills, if this spills into the, the next section, that's totally fine. But let's, uh, we got three minutes, so why don't we go ahead and start with that. How do you, the, you, you talk about how you come up with ideas for your speeches. How do I come up with ideas? I use something called the four, actually now it's the five, and oh boy, I hope I can remember them. <laughs> I don't okay. have my notes here with me. Uh, but I always talk about sharing your fears, mm-hmm. your firsts, your frustrations, mm-hmm. your failures, Yes. Oh, and your faults. Okay. Yeah. So if you share all those things, people again will say, wow, he understands me. He's been there. He's done that. He knows how I feel. And you've taken yourself off the pedestal. So if you think of any one of those Fs, your first job interview, your first relationship, your first failed uh, financial uh, risk that you took, your first bankruptcy, if you've had one, I've had one of those. Uh, I have a friend who, you know, the first time she was arrested, and for the longest time, she, you know, she was. Uh, she talked about how it was a, a terrible, sad story, but now she was an MBA, she's blonde hair, blue eyes, she's beautiful. She she wore, you know, expensive suits, but she talked about her first, the first time that she was arrested. It was a funny story. It wow. Yeah, it was a fantastic story. So I showed her how to change that around. It wasn't a sad story. It was actually quite funny because she obviously she's not a criminal. It was right. all just a big misunderstanding. But you know, she shared that. So if you share those embarrassing st- uh, stories, uh, as well as you know any fears that you have, and I'm not talking about, you know, I'm afraid of spiders. Uh, I'm, no. You know, I'm talking of the, the deep fears that we all have. I'm afraid of love. I'm afraid of commitment. I'm afraid afraid of failure. You know, so often when you talk about your fears, you're also talking about your failures, right? Yeah, So exactly. if you share those Fs, uh, you will have an endless supply of great stories because everything in your life fits into one of those Fs. Yeah, and, and I think some speakers probably are afraid of sharing that deeply personal stuff. Why do you think that is? We got less than a minute, by the way. Sure. Why are they afraid to share that? I think that it may be just, um, again, they're too much, they're thinking about themselves. Hmm. You know, and, and they, they feel like the audience may mock them or think less of them. And I'll tell you what, I, have, I don't know about this, but I really believe I have yet to share a story that the audience has said that was too far. Okay. Uh, I think we all, have that, that we all have that internal sort of line in the sand that we know, you know we're not going to cross that line when we share. But you can share an awful lot with an audience because there's always somebody who's been there and who says, ah, I'm glad somebody else went through that and understands what I went through. So you can okay. share an awful lot. 
That sounds fantastic. And we are coming up against our next break. My very special guest this week is Martin Pressey, who is an award-winning keynote speaker. And we've been talking about the importance of developing public speaking skills uh, in your business and in your personal life, the confidence it can give you, and how it can help you relate to people on a deeper level. We will come right back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please don't go away. is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio, and we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Energy Saving Solutions' innovative double green plan enables you to switch to energy-efficient LEDs and other modern lighting with no upfront cost. Modern LEDs are far more efficient than other types of lighting, but for many businesses, schools, and nonprofit organizations, the reason for sticking with the old inefficient lighting is the cost of replacing them. While an old-fashioned incandescent bulb may cost a dollar, LED costs $30 or more, and that's why Energy Saving Solutions has designed our Double Green plan. Double Green allows you to convert to LEDs with no out-of-pocket cost. We'll pay for your new lights, and you'll pay us back with a percentage of your savings. From the very first day that your new LEDs are lighting your life, you'll realize a positive cash flow, and you'll be doing something positive for our environment. For a free cost and energy savings analysis, call Joshua May at 888-620-8133, extension 7082, or visit us online at www.energysavingindustry.com. If you love Christmas, this is your show. It's Show Me Decorating with the Christmas decorating experts, Becky McCraney and Kathy Harrison. Tuesdays at 10 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Becky and Kathy of Show Me Decorating are out to save the world from ugly Christmas trees. You can get rescued today by purchasing the Show Me Decorating tree trimming app for only $2.99. Available from the App Store, at iTunes, and on ShowMeDecorating.com. Each week, we invite you to join us here on the Rockstar Radio Network and come feel the glitter and spend a little time with these ladies in their exotic Texas draw as they share their enthusiasm for Christmas decorating. So be here Tuesday mornings to learn from the real designers, industry experts, and guest artists in the Christmas biz that will surprise and inspire you. It's Show Me Decorating with the Christmas decorating experts, Becky McCraney and Kathy Harrison. Tuesday mornings at 10 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. I am your host, Brian K. Wright, and my guest this week is Martin Pressey, who is an award-winning keynote speaker. We've talked about developing public skills and the confidence that you can glean from learning how to speak and how it can build your business. What I want to talk about next, uh, Martin, is coaching. I know you do a lot of coaching. I alluded to coaching earlier in the show, and I do some coaching too. But let's talk about how building a coaching business is another way that someone can build a viable income stream in their business. Yeah, it's huge. Um, and I didn't do much with coaching up until the last 
two years, the last 24 months. Uh, I just I just didn't feel like I had a, enough uh, experience to really help somebody with their business, especially or maybe help somebody with their speaking skills. And then it just it hit me one day um, after doing a show. Somebody came up and said, you know, I want you to teach me how to do what you do on stage, and I'll pay you for it. And I was like, mm. wow, <laughs> somebody would give me money for that. It just seemed natural. Uh, so, yeah, I started working with, with this person, and I saw some changes. And her career did fairly well after some coaching. She made a few minor tweaks and uh, tweaks there here and there, and, and I saw some improvement. And I thought, okay. I'm going to put up uh, I'm going to put up a coaching program up on the website yeah. and it has made all the difference. It has yeah. made all the difference. I now have a couple of people that have shown me how to put a coaching program together and everyone does it a little differently, but I have a model that that works for me and uh I'm I'm really happy with it. It uh yeah, it's very exciting. So it's really still it's an infancy, but it's a good little coaching program that I yeah. think will only grow. That's fantastic. And while I'm thinking about it, and I'll, I'll give you another opportunity to do this later in the show, but if someone wants to learn more about you and your books and your speaking and your coaching, where can they go to learn more about you? Oh, go to the website. Everything's at the website, www.martinpresse.com, M-A-R-T-I-N, P as in Peter, R-E-S-S-E dot com. Or go to Facebook and Facebook me, and we're definitely going to start chatting. Uh, I, I've gotten a number of uh, coaches from the website. That sounds fantastic. Yeah. So, and I'll tell you what, and I, I love the fact that you shared that someone approached you and said, I will pay you to learn what you're doing. If someone offers to pay you, that is called a clue. So that's a sign from God, the universe, or whatever you want to believe that maybe that's something that you ought to be doing. And if two or more people tell you that, then, then that's, that's a hammer right there. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, I got to use that. Yeah, when when people say, "Here's my checkbook," you're like, "All right, something's going on here." Exactly. <laughs> so let's talk specifically, Martin, about what you do in your coaching business. What I do in my coaching business? Um, well, I have a program. I have uh, a program where I people can either come to me uh, and they spend time at my house. Uh, we have a two-day program where we work one-on-one -on -one together, and they come to me with a speech or a presentation. And I, I prefer if, if it's somebody who's got like a 90-minute presentation or a sales speech that they need to do. Mm -hmm. And then we go over it, and we go over it, and we go over it, and we go over it. We film it. We videotape it. We, we put it up on audio. We watch it together. We watch it on my TV, and, and then we just dissect it. And I am, like Les Brown said, I, I remember he used this word at the last seminar that I was at. He said, I am an assassin when it comes to speaking, and I, I, and I approach it with the same zest, zeal, and uh, I, uh, sharkedness. I, I, I assassinate my clients. I rip them apart, <laughs> and, I, and I just I show them, um, you know, where the juice is, where, you know, because a lot of them already have a lot of great stuff. You know, they have juice in their speech, and then we rip apart the rest, and we rebuild them, and I guarantee, this is one thing that I do, I guarantee by the time you walk out of my class, you are a better speaker, you are more confident, you are more enthusiastic up on that stage, and you will sell more. I guarantee it. If it does not happen, you get everything back. Everything that back. That is fantastic. I know I can do that. Yep. That's great. And I'll tell you what, if you are guaranteeing something, uh, you're going to make... You're going to make more money and get more business, but uh, you, f you probably find that not very many people ask for a refund after they've worked with you, right? Because, I mean, you're so good at what you do. Well, thank you for saying that. Uh, you know what? That's never happened. I've never had anybody walk out and just say, no, that's, this is just not for me. 
Um, I had, I remember, actually it was recently, I had one student just say, I don't get it. Mm. I, do, I don't get what you're doing. But he said that after about an hour. He worked with me for about an hour and he was just, he just said, I don't get it. So I said, look, stay with me for the day and if you still don't get it, um, refund, full refund. And he stayed with me for the next two days. He just, he got it at the end of the day. He just needed some time. That's uh, great. Some people think that it'll be natural, it'll be uh, easy, and it's not. It's not. Because what I do with my students is, uh, as part of the coaching program, uh, I have them repeat. Sometimes I'll have them repeat one or two sentences over and over and over again. Because we've got to find the right way to develop, or to, to, to give out, to, to deliver a sentence that's going to be just perfect. And often we call that the foundational phrase. It's the phrase that the whole audience will go, oh. Wow, that was powerful. Yeah. And so I'll have my students repeat it and repeat it and repeat it, and we're going to tweak it until we just find the right delivery. And sometimes I don't even know the delivery. I don't know, but I do know that whatever they're saying isn't working. So we just keep working on it until both of us go, there it is. That was it. And so that's a two-day thing that you do with them. Yes. Uh, so that's the one-on-one coaching. If I have uh, somebody who says, well, I can't really come to Canada, um, can we do things over the phone? So I actually do have a program where we have 10 uh, Skype phone calls. And if they don't have Skype, we can just do it over the phone. But I have a a program where they call me 10 times throughout the year, and we just work on their speech over the phone that way. Um, And if they they don't want to do that, then they can come and see me at an event. And I will work with them, uh, you know, before the event starts or after hours or in the middle of the night. We've done that. You know, it's like, well, I've got time between, you know, 12 and 1 a.m. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, we always find the time because that's the most important thing. People want help, and I re- I, I'm there to help. James Malinchak really drove that into me. He's like, Martin, yeah. you just need to want to bend over backwards for your clients. You need to want to help them more than anybody else, and that's me. That's what I want to do. That's fantastic. That that sounds like a, a great philosophy to have as a coach to be able to do whatever is uh, reasonable and necessary to help your people succeed. Yeah. So let me ask you this, and you alluded to this a little bit before, but let's talk about who is your ideal client. I mean, I know a lot of coaches will say, "Well, I'll work with anyone," but you know, there there are there are people who are much better fit for who you are than than yeah. others. So let's talk about that. Not everybody's my client. I have definitely right. turned people aside. Um, I did it just recently. I, you know, there was somebody who wanted to become a professional speaker, and I bless her soul, uh, she just didn't have it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, I, I knew her. I had known her. For, well, I've known her for many, many years, and this was a decision that she had just recently made. I think she liked what I was doing. Maybe saw me on stage and thought, "Wow, that looks like a lot of fun." Uh, and I worked with her for a little bit, but I just felt, you know, it, I'm just I'm not the right coach. Uh, yeah. You know, and I said, if you still really want to do this, maybe you should go find somebody else. But I, I just don't think. This is a good fit. Uh, I don't think that speaking is for you. It's, it just wasn't, it, I, it just did not feel right to me, so I, yeah. I opted out of that contract. Uh, yeah. The ideal contract or the ideal client typically is a corporate personality, uh, a CEO, a CFO, um, somebody who is obviously having to deliver and speak a lot to either their staff, to board members. Uh, other speakers come to me, obviously. Uh, I go to other speakers for coaching, so it's a two-way street. Yes. Uh, so, and salespeople, people who are having to deliver to clients. Okay. So let me ask, if someone out there is aspiring to build a coaching business, could we give them a few tips in terms of what, what, how do you build a successful coaching business? All right. I have certain ideas that work for me. Uh, you need to be comfortable, first of all, with your price point. So that is one of the most common uh, topics of conversation, I think, among coaches is, what do you charge and, and how do you decide on that? 
uh, I'm not going to, you know, I don't want to talk about today how much I charge, but right. it took me a long time to, to get to that point where I, what am I comfortable charging? Uh, so that's one of the things you need to decide. Will it be a one-on-one thing? Will it be a group thing? Will it be a Skype thing? Will it be just doing webinars or, or you know, phone calls or whatever the case? Uh, but those are some of the things that you th- can think about. How do I want to help people? How am I most comfortable helping people? And the key is to just start. And I'll be honest with you, my first coaching program, I put it together in about 20 minutes. I mm-hmm. sat down with a piece of paper and a pen, and I said, Here's what I'm going to charge. I'm going to have them come to my house for a two-day period. If they can't come, I will give them uh, 10 phone calls for this price. And if they still don't want to do that, I will meet them, and I will charge them this much per hour at the seminars that I go to. And mm. that's it. Yeah, wow. very, just like that. And, and I know that if I hadn't have done that, I'd still be wondering, what should my coaching program look like? So sometimes yeah. you just need to throw it out there. You just need to write something down and go, all right, I'm committing to this. Let's do it. Yeah, that sounds fantastic. So uh, let's talk about just very briefly. We've got a couple of minutes. Let's talk about you know skills and how you market your your coaching business. How I market my coaching business. I yeah. I speak at a lot of seminars. Uh, I really believe in being in the room and having people see me. I know that if I can just get a couple of minutes on stage, um, that I can probably attract some attention. Sometimes uh, that's not so easy to do because, you know, the seminar leaders will want you to pay to be up on their stages and whatnot. So it, it's a little tricky. But if you are there at the events often enough, people will eventually come up to you and just say, hey, who are you and what do you do? I see you here all the time. And that's how I attract, uh, attract a lot of clients. I always try to get a couple of minutes on stage wherever, whenever I go to an event, and, uh, and I, I market myself that way. Um, yeah. Obviously, the Facebook is a huge marketing tool. Twitter big marketing tool, but there's nothing like being up on that stage. And also, that's why I keep doing the hypnosis show. Uh, It's a great way for me to get in front of an audience and to see them going, hey, this guy can, you know, he seems comfortable up on stage. I could probably learn something from him. So at the end of each show, I tell people, I'm I'm an entertainer, but I'm also a a speaking coach and motivational speaker. So if you want to come speak to me, come after the show and we'll definitely uh, talk. And it always, you know, undoubtedly people will come up afterwards and say, can you come talk to my sales team? Okay, sounds great. We've got less than a minute to our next segment. I do want to ask one question. Uh, What is your philosophy on certification? Some people think you should be certified to be a speaking coach or to coach in anything, and others think it's not necessary. If you just have a message that helps people, then that's all that you really need. What's your take on that? I'm not a big fan of certification, even though... I do have a certification. It's called the World Class Speaking Certification, and it's offered through uh, Craig Valentine. Uh, but it's not, I don't think, necessary. What it does show is that you've done some homework. You, you, you've taken your business seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I don't know. At this point in my career, will I ever offer a Booyah certification? I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but I think people... I think people may at one point just say, look, Martin, I would like to tell other people that I took training from you. And I'm always going to be open to it. I'll say, absolutely, you know, you can say that. But to actually feel like you can't speak unless you're certified, I don't believe that. I don't think that's right. I think, like you said, if you have a message, um, that's the most important thing. That sounds great. And we are up against our final break. My, how quickly this goes. We are with Martin Pressey. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us right after the break. The mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. 
And we'll be back with more right after these on the Rockstar Radio Network. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. In today's business world, you have to be LinkedIn. LinkedIn, it's a great tool. And Carol McManus is the LinkedIn lady. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Carol is here to show you and your business how every social media site has a specific demographic, personality, and purpose that can benefit you. In each show, the LinkedIn Lady will have a variety of guests, such as business owners who will showcase their businesses and talk about how they're using social media to stay in touch with not only customers, but to attract new relationships that become customers. Other guests will be experts in social media who will speak to the use of Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Plaxo, Squidoo, and of course, LinkedIn. For more on Carol and the show, check out her website, LinkedInLady.com. Join us for the LinkedIn Lady Show with your host, Carol McManus, every weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio on the Rockstar Radio Network. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Martin Pressey. And we've been talking about public speaking and building a coaching stream of revenue uh, in your career. I'd like to talk about a couple of other things as we come toward the end of the show. One of those, Martin, is that you have had a radio show in the past just like I have right now. Uh Tell us a little bit about what that was and and how that helped you build your career and, and why having a radio show was such a great experience for you. Oh, it was a terrific experience. I loved it. It was called the Booyah, B-O-O-Y-A, the Booyah Radio Hour. And it fit my brand because I'm known as the Booyah Speaker. And so um, I got the show to for a couple of reasons. First, I wanted to position myself as an expert, and that's what you're constantly focused on uh, as you develop your speaking career or any career. How are you positioning yourself as an expert? And having a radio show does that. People would contact me. They'd be like, oh, wow, you've got a radio show. You must be doing really well, or you're really serious about your career. So I thought, okay, good. So that little strategy worked for me. And the other reason I did it was to get a hold of other experts in my field. If I could call somebody, Les Brown, for example, and just say, hey, Mr. Brown, I have a radio show and I would like to interview you. Well, nobody ever said no. And the only people, actually, that's not true. The only people who said no were people who didn't get it and whose careers as speakers weren't doing that well. You know, because they wanted the big radio shows. They wanted to be on NBC or something like that. And I was like, wow, no, that's not quite how it works. So I had some really great speakers on my show. And now we're friends and I can call them and just say, you know, I'm having a, I've got a question about this part of my job and, or I'm trying to get this contract. What would you do? And they'll talk to me now because we had that connection. 
Absolutely. And I'm so glad you said that because I have found the same thing being true having my show. I get to meet other experts in my field and I I said to a guest probably a couple weeks ago, if there's a topic I want to learn more about, I find out who's an expert in it and I have them on my show. It's like free coaching for an hour. It's awesome. And they love it. They love it. and they love it. They love the exposure, and I love exposing my audience yeah. to whatever that is. I mean, I had Jason Nast on a few weeks ago. We talked about crowdfunding. Uh, right. A few weeks ago, we had a, a gosh, a guy named Tom McMurray, and he talked about what it's like to live, work, invest, and play in other countries, and how you can, you know, experience life outside the United States. I mean, you, such a great variety of shows that I've that I've had here, and I'm just so amazed at how this has gone, and and the great people that I've met. So I appreciate that you shared that. Uh, so radio positions you as an expert, and it helps you meet other experts in your field. Is there anything else you want to say about your radio experience? It helped me to learn to think on my feet. Uh, I don't know if I was really thinking about that when I started the radio show, but I noticed that the first, I'd say, seven or eight shows, I, I, I read a lot. Uh, you know, uh, my, I, read, I would read my intro or I would read my notes, and eventually I thought, you know what, I'm not doing that anymore. I'm going to think on my feet, and I'm going to speak from the heart. Uh, I'm, I'm really going to practice my listening skills. And so instead of concentrating on the next question, I started really focusing on what was the guest saying and let's have a really good conversation based on what they're saying instead of based on what's, what's on my notes or in my notes. And so yeah. I learned how to think on my feet and, and to, I think I became a better speaker. I learned to, because you yeah. may have noticed, I speak very quickly. Yes. So I thought I got to you know, slow down and I got to breathe and I got to just become more professional about what I do and how I do it. So... In all, it was a terrific experience. If you are out there even considering getting a radio show, highly recommend it. You will not lose. That's fantastic. So let's move along to uh, your books. We did talk about the Booyah Guide to Great Public Speaking, which we've been talking about uh, throughout this entire show, and uh, ideas in the book, that is. Real quickly, where can we get that book? You can get that book on Amazon.com. Uh, I've got a copy there. As a matter of fact, it's now available on Kindle as of, I think, like about five days ago. I finally got it up on Kindle. And uh, so, yeah, you can, you can get it there. Uh, you can also send me an email, and I will get you a copy of the book. I'll sign it. I'll send it to you. All you have to do is pay for the, uh, you know, the shipping and handling, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, so you can, if you go to my website, martinpresse.com, you can definitely order a book there. And I think there's also a CD copy on the website. I haven't looked at it in a while. Mm, that's great. And yeah. you have another book that's coming out soon. Tell us a little bit about that. We are so excited about this book. And when I say we, I'm talking about my writing partner, Kelly Filardo. Uh Kelly is a burn survivor. I think she burned about 75% of her body when she was two, maybe three years old. What? And Kel- yes. It's oh, my God. Ama- it's an amazing, amazing story. Uh, she's a, an amazing, beautiful woman. I'm so glad. She was, you know how we met was on my radio show. I interviewed her, and instantly oh. we became friends. She's just, she lives near, nearby. So after the show, we met, we had supper together, and became very good friends. And the more we talked, the more we felt that we had so much in common and that we wanted to share some things. I was bullied. I had very low self-esteem as a kid, and so was she because of the scars that she was left with. And we thought, we had to put together a book. So we put one book together called Still Beautiful and Still Cool. And that one's not out yet, but uh, that's a whole other story. And as we were writing that book, we realized that there's tips and tools to be, uh, to, uh, when it comes to being a happy teenager, to get over the hard years of being, you know, being a teenager. Those are tough years. 
So yeah. we decided to write 100 tips for teenagers. Well, before you know it, there's 1,000 tips because everybody wants to become involved. Everybody wants to share their tips. So we thought, let's create a book that other people are going to get to be a part of. And that's how we got 1,000 tips. Yeah. 1,000 tips for teenagers. Is that what it's called? Yep. 1,000 tips for teenagers. And we have a website. Uh, and I think it's www.1000tipsforteenagers.com. We have a Facebook group. Uh, if you send me an email um, or go to my Facebook and ask me all about that information, I can definitely send it to you. I'll tell you what, we are releasing the book. This is so important. We're releasing the book on Amazon.com on November 20th. November 20th is the release of the book on Amazon.com. We want to make this a bestseller. So we're asking everybody on November 20th, go to Amazon.com and look up 1,000 Tips for Teenagers and buy the book on Amazon.com November 20th. Wow, that's a great idea. That's 1,000 Tips for Teenagers, uh, available on Amazon November 20th, uh, 2012. And if everyone buys it on the same day, that improves the opportunity for this book to be uh, uh, on the bestseller on Amazon. And that, that's just fantastic. I love that. Yeah, yeah we're so excited. We're so proud Let's of Let's talk in the last few Yeah, that's great. So you also speak at seminars, and you have also hosted your own seminar. So let's talk about that as a potential way for someone to uh, improve their their revenue stream in their business by holding and hosting seminar events. I love seminars. I love them. Uh, I try to go to at least four or five a year, and uh, now I'm going to put on two seminars a year. Uh, because they are, like you said, an excellent way to create revenue and to make other contacts. Uh, the, I got some coaching from Craig Duswalt, great guy, great friend, and uh, we worked together on putting my seminar together, and I learned that if you bring in other speakers, it really varies it up for everybody, it makes it really interesting because the other speakers will have other areas of expertise. And it's a different voice. You know, People don't want to listen to you for two, for two days. They, there's just no way. Right. Um, I think Tony Robbins may be the only guy that can manage that kind of thing. So it's nice to have a different uh, set of speakers coming in, and you get, to care, you get to teach people a wide variety of things because of the other guest speakers. Um, it's affordable. It's doable. It's not as much hard work as I thought it was going to be, uh, but I gave myself you know, six months to put this thing together. Uh, the next one I'm putting together is in Florida in September 2013. Mm. So, yeah, I was going to do another one in March of 2013, but I just don't have the time. I've got something else. Well, the, the tips book is coming out, so we want to work that. So the next big seminar is a business marketing seminar in Florida, 2013. Again, if you go to the website, uh, you'll get a lot more information right there. Wow, that's fantastic. So this can definitely help someone build their business. Absolutely. That, yes, it, because you become an expert, you are seen as the expert. The perception is that you're not just talking, but now you're doing. You're actually up there. You're putting this thing on. You're investing in yourself. And people who see that you are investing in yourself by putting on this seminar will take you seriously. Now you're the real deal. My seminar was small. It was only 20 people, but I did it for the experience, and I did it for the perception. I'm now an expert in that field. That sounds fantastic, and I'll tell you what, that's that's a really great way to, to build your brand as well. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, when you get testimonials, people saying this is a great seminar, your brand just builds. <clears throat> and you also, I mean, speaking of branding, you define yourself when you're up there speaking, when you're up there putting, your, putting yourself on the line, really. You find out who you are because your brand is not just what you look like and what you sound like. Your brand is who you believe you are. Mm. Uh, you know, what you're willing to do. I was reading a book last night from Joe Calloway, and that's how he defined your brand. Who are you? 
Yes. You know, are you the real deal? How much work are you willing to put into this? Uh, how do you define yourself? And, and I want to define myself as that guy that you can go to when you need help with your coaching, with your speaking, with your presentations. I will be that guy. I want to be that category of one I can be dependent upon. That's great. When and where will you be speaking in the near future? Uh, I am, well, Kelly and I are putting together events. Uh, there's no firm date set because this is so new. Right. Uh, and I'm also taking January off because I'm moving. Okay. <laughs> so, yeah, so the, the Christmas season, I speak all over Alberta, but I do hypnosis shows. And a lot of these are corporate functions. They're, they're private shows. So okay. it's not a whole lot open to the public right now. But if, again, if you go back to the website and just keep checking the website, I will often update it and just say, all right, uh, we're speaking at this school or, or that you know, uh, okay. community for whatever reason at, at whatever time. So it's always up on the calendars there. That's great. We have less than two minutes to the end. Let me ask you my most favorite question. Anyone who has heard this show for any length of time knows that this is my favorite question to ask all of my guests. Love who it. inspires and motivates you? <laughs> okay. Obviously, my kids, uh, my two kids, Alex and Kaylee, are an endless source of inspiration. Uh, I, I learn so much from them, and I think most parents will tell you that they learn so much from their kids. Uh, I, I cannot spend enough time with them. I love them so much. I'm so lucky. Uh, who else inspires me? Craig Duswalt uh, has yeah. been a tremendous source of inspiration and coaching. He's an expert. He's a good person. James Malinchak, same thing, a great guy. I believe yeah. in James. Uh, he's been a great coach, a coach. He's been a great mentor and he barely knows me, but we have run into each other, into each other at seminars and sat down and had great conversations. And I think, wow, this guy's busy. He's big. Yeah. He's huge. And you know, he sees me in the hallway and says, Hey Martin, how's it going? Let's have a chat. You know, great. wow, that's the guy I want to be. Um, that's fantastic. So, and, and Les Brown. I just, I love Les Brown. Yeah. He's great. He's, he's one of the best. Yeah. Great. So as we approach the end of the show, Martin, how do we get a hold of you and how do we get a hold of your 1,000 tips for teenagers? All right. Let's talk about 1,000 tips for teenagers. Go to Amazon.com and look it up. Again, it's not available until November 20th. So don't go right now and look for it because it won't be there. So wait till November 20th and help us make this book uh, a bestseller. You can get a hold of me by calling 780-361. 0414. Nobody answers the phone but me. If you call that number, I will answer the phone. All right. If you go to my website, martinpresse.com, um, and you can join, you can uh, you can join my 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 fan base uh, through okay. that one by there's a sort of an opt-in box. All right. Sounds yeah. great. And we are at the end of the show. This is the end of the show, and I do want to thank you, Martin, for being on my show this week. Uh, this is Success Profiles Radio. My name is Brian K. Wright. We will be back next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time. Link with me on Facein, Facebook, excuse me, on Twitter and on LinkedIn. I would love to be uh, friends with all of you. So take care. Profiles Radio with your host Brian K. Wright here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Each week.